What's going on? It's the Daily Daily Podcast. We got a lot of things going on. Um, we're doing this thing virtually this time, and Nick can't hear himself in his headphones, so I don't know how loud I'm saying this. The Brooklyn Nets are freshly spanked, freshly seasoned done. The Boston Celtics are moving on, continuing to make that money. So you know the boys what? are going to do? We're going to invest in some Marcus Smart. We're going to invest in some Jason Tatum. Except, fuck the Celtics. We're not going to invest in any of them. We're going to make that money. In other ways, because we make money as a Daily 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 Podcast. Part of me is really happy that the Nets got swept in those awful New Jersey Nets jerseys. I'm just happy because uh, Ben Simmons, I mean, obviously his reasoning for missing time is more than just physical, but for them to even tease at the idea of him coming into game four, um, a lose it, a winner go home game and for him to still not play i think it's safe to say that he's a hoe yeah dude i'm so out on the ben simmons thing now i i'm like <laughs> damn i'm i'm so out on the ben Sim- simmons thing like i i do not care about this person right now i'm sorry i know that when we originally talked about it like last year when he was still in philadelphia before he demanded a trade um oh. i was very i was very much like I was very much like, oh, mental health, Philadelphia is terrible. I can He's engaged. that I don't blame him, blah, 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 blah. I was so like team Ben Simmons, like leave him alone. Like fans are shitty, like athletes deal with shit. That's kind of where I stand on the, on the Kyrie Irving thing too, by the way, but we can talk about that later. Um, now I'm like, okay, bro, you've, he's never even said anything about mental health issues personally. Like, yeah. He, he is, it's not, this isn't like a Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan situation where he was public about things he was dealing with. The media has just created this narrative around him that he has mental health issues because of the way that that playoff game ended with him, you know, passing out of an easy layup and all this other stuff. But like, this isn't something that's like actually documented for all, for all we know. He's just had an injury. He's just doing the Kawhi thing where he's had an injury and he's just not talking to anybody about it because when was the last time you heard ben simmons say anything other than his pr team saying we're shooting for game four guys which by the way nobody does that yeah no one makes a playoff i mean their uh season debut uh no, I'll during tell you exactly, el- elimination I'll, game i'll tell you exactly what happened they he the only way he was going to come back is if he could come back and be a hero because the whole reason he wanted out of philadelphia is because he couldn't take the criticism Right. Or at least that's the that's the that's the the narrative around his not playing in Philly was that he couldn't handle like not couldn't handle or like he just wasn't appreciated did not vibe with like the pressure from the community. Right. So I think if he was gonna think, come back uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like if he was gonna come back for game four, that would be if the Nets were like only down two to one or or they had tied the series by game five and he would come back and he could be part of the reason to save them and then it makes him look great so he doesn't have these issues anymore 
the second they went down 3-0, they were like, oh, shit, we're not putting this guy in that game because if they lose, they're going to blame him and he's going to look even worse. So fuck that. We're going to make up some shit about, you know, not being able to play or having back issues despite the fact that you haven't played basketball in 400 days. <laughs> I think definitely a response. I think Ben Simmons definitely saw the response from everybody, most mostly on Twitter. Which uh, oh, tw- Twitter is just brutal to that man. Yes. Which side note? Um, I believe Elon Musk. Don't quote me on this. Elon Musk Not, possibly confirmed purchase Twitter. Big deal for many reasons that we won't get into because that's a whole different topic. But uh, yeah, he alluded. Elon Musk alluded to Twitter as the town square of uh, today's society, more or less. So when news come out, specifically, hey, Ben Simmons is going to come out. And everyone comes out and says, isn't that the guy that passed up on an easy layup last season? Um, I'm sure Nets uh, workers saw that, saw the reaction from fans saying, fuck that. We don't need him back for game four. That that was part of the reason why they didn't uh, activate him. Yeah, or they were like, oh, you screw this. Oh, thank God, you, you can finally be available for game four when we're already down 2-0. How about you play the whole... Like, where the hell have you been since you've been traded, bro? We've been waiting for you. Like, now you want to show up? It's like the Falcons fans. Remember that Remember that week? I think it was the Falcons were playing in either when they played in Europe or when they traded Julio. Oh. And the Falcons tweeted something happy, and then all the fans were like, dude, we're going to get blown out. Yes, 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 yes. I think, no, I think it was going to rain during the game. No, it was going to snow. Yeah, no, yeah. it was a big... They showed that they showed the stadium and it was like covered in snow and they were like, it's a cold day here in Georgia or whatever. And all the fans are like, Oh shit, we're getting our asses beat today. <laughs> like we have no running game. This is not going to work at all. Surprise there. But um, well, anyway, welcome back to the daily dividends podcast with a, that was a nice little, nice little long segue in there, but welcome back hey. everybody. You do this thing uh, around once a week here for the prediction strike.com network the world's first fantasy sports podcast. Nicholas, we are deep into the first round of the NBA playoffs. The NFL draft is this week. We got some rookies to IPO. Shohei Otani has been cashing it in for me. Thank you yes, for that sir. pick, my friend. Shohei, 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 Shohei. Big show. Big show. Um, but how are you doing personally as a human? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I'm coming up on what I like to call the Super Bowl of Mexican food, a.k.a. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. So, uh, we got a lot of resources, mostly mental, going well, towards that. Danny, restaurants now. Yes, I was, gonna, I was literally about to say, you also will be going through that. So it will be an interesting podcast after that occurrence. That's a big uh, weekend for me yeah. in general, as you may know. And uh, no, we're good, man. We're good. Baseball season, I've been, I've been dabbling. I've been dabbling. Um, a lot of these NBA guys, I love the parody. Yes, but yeah, like a lot of teams that should just be destroying people are not destroying. And it's kind of fucking with my portfolio. And then I have some guys and then, I don't know, it's going to be a fun playoffs. I, I can definitely say that. So I'm happy. How's Daniel doing? Daniel's doing all right. I kind of agree with you with the parody on the NBA because I think this is the first year in a very long time 
And I genuinely have no earthly idea who's going to win the finals. Like, I feel like there was that stretch with LeBron and Golden State, right? The whole Cleveland Golden State dynasty. And then LeBron again, when he went back to LA, where it was just like, there were only two teams that ever had a shot at winning a title for like eight consecutive years. Yeah. And now, and now it's like, I genuinely am going into this first round being like, well, I have no idea what's going on. So I've actually really been enjoying watching this first round of basketball. It's been fun doing good. Um, like you said, Cinco de Mayo is a big week next week. Um, my kid's choir concert is in two weeks. So we're buckling down to showtime, my friends. It's going to be, there we go. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks, but we're, we're in good shape there. Um, so my money personally is on the Warriors. Just saying. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Bucks. If there's one thing yeah. I've learned about, if there's one thing I've learned about the NBA is that at the end of the day, the best person on the court is usually is on the winning team in the finals or at least to the playoffs. And right now the best one left, I think is still Giannis. I can, um, I can see that's good. That's my finals matchup. Honestly, is warriors bucks. I think that would be super exciting. Yeah, hopefully Chris Middleton's back by then. Um, but nah, anyway, hopefully not. <laughs> Yikes, meanie. Anyway, so we do this thing about once a week for the predictionstrike.com, the world's first fantasy sports stock market. You've been hearing us talk about share prices, and people who are making money and people who are losing money. So the way this works is you go to predictionstrike.com and you will be able to create your own fantasy sports portfolio. Um, every player has a share price just like any other stock would have a share price in your traditional stock market these prices can fluctuate and this is how you make your money right so players have like a fantasy point projection whether it's NBA, um, NFL MLB, even UFC fighters we got now they have some sort of projection of output what they're going to do for their performance if they exceed their expectation then their share price will in fact go up Unfortunately, if they do not meet their expectations, their share price will in fact go down. Because you had a bad day. And they can fluctuate by supply and demand too. Prediction Strike tweeted a couple weeks ago, who's your best playoff uh, pickup? I tweeted a picture of Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson went up another 3% after a couple of minutes because people saw the tweet and they logged in and they bought some as well. So you can get some Let's supply and demand go. there also. And if you want to get in on that a little bit more, you want to get your friends in on that so they can earn some extra money, Nicholas has a way to help you. That way to help you is with our promo code. Our promo code is to help you promote your portfolio and help us promote the podcast. Um, our promo code for you, from us to you, is D2Podcast, capital D, number two, Arabic, regular number two with the, the round part and then the flat part on the bottom, two. And then capital P to spell out with the rest of the word podcast to spell out the word D2 podcast. Sorry, this is difficult because we're doing it on Zoom. So I'm literally staring at myself talking. Like I'm looking at myself talk and that's not usually what I do. So I'm just like, Ugh. um, D2 podcast, make that money.
that may be, and for both of us, not just you, both of us, that may have been the worst promo we've ever done on the career of this show. I'm I can't so look at myself. Then don't look at me. Hey. Anyway, when you get that money, where do you put it, Nick? In your portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not our best work, but we're going to rebound from that, okay? So, NBA playoffs. My NBA playoffs moves have been rough over the past week. Um, I'm still up on the total, but Joel Embiid and his thumb injury and these stupid projections are not doing the same thing that they were for me last week. Um, so, over the past two games, um, Joel Embiid has gone down from uh, at one point at the beginning of the series, he was $24.46. My boy is down to $20.04 a share. Because you had a bad day. Who's down? <laughs> my bad. Dude, it's not, dude there's a game on behind you, and then the other game is playing on my phone. It's tough. Okay, so, yes. Uh, Dan, like you, like you broached uh, off mic. Um, or maybe on mic during the teaser show, Embiid apparently has a, a finger situation going on. Pause. Um, he's still my MVP, and I really hope this does not de- to completely derail the 76ers, even though they have been struggling ever since this finger issue has been going on, Daniel. So what do you think you're going to go do with these Embiid stocks? Uh, so this is – well, here's the thing. So this series could still end tonight. I mean – it doesn't look like it because Philadelphia, as we speak right now, was down 13 points at the end of the third quarter. So, Ew. yeah, exactly. So, I'm just in when you have star players, you ha- I feel like you have to hold on to them throughout the playoffs. The next guy that I was going to talk about was another person that I couldn't decide whether to get rid of, and that was Kevin Durant, who just got his ass swept just now. Oh, what? So, he's down to 11.52 but he actually went up another 2% from this last game, but he's done. I mean, listen, 39 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. I, I, I held on to it because you figured that Kevin Durant wasn't going to go out like a hoe, but these superstars, like if they're in the playoffs at any point, they could pop off for like 30 or 40 points. And I didn't want to be the one to sell out early and miss that. Right. So I kind of cut back some of my losses on Kevin Durant, but this first round against Boston, dude, I lost 13% on him on that investment. I didn't even make money on him. Dan, would you mind pulling up the, uh, the bracket of the playoffs so we can see who that next matchup is going to be for the uh, Celtics? Yeah, I got you. Um, but yeah, Kevin Durant, I ended up losing 13%. He's down to 11.52 and he just finished this season at $11 and 52 cents a share. Gross. So, as we speak, I literally just sold that, and I'm going to go try to put it somewhere else. I'm out. And last but not least, though, the other uh, basketball situation that's actually been saving me a little bit um, has been uh, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has been a superstar. Hold so up, that bitch needs a A guy, Jalen Brunson, in the first series against Utah has, tw- like, has not scored less than 23 points in either of the four games. Um, dropped... 31 in game three, 41 in game two. Um, dude's been a dog, um, but his projections are catching up to him now. His projections are 36 for tonight's game. So Damn. he's going to need to keep up the pace now. But I have, I'm already up 30% on him. My boy's at $1.36 a share, and I'm pretty sure I bought in when he was an 
literal dollar. So you know how I get down with one. So I'm up like thirty percent on him. Um, it's tough, especially with Luca. But I mean, he's been producing, so I don't see a reason for you to totally panic. He even got hurt a little bit and was still fine. So I don't well, see a reason for you to like think about selling that, you know? No, I'm not selling that right now, especially since it actually looks like Dallas might win the series. Um, nice. I mean, I mean, I think it. I think they're tied two two right now, right? Is it, do I have that correct? Are they tied two two so. now? Right. Um, they actually managed to lose when Luca came back, but like they they've been really holding their own. I I was pretty sure Utah was going to win this because I told you Dallas loves to lose first round series, but. If nothing else, this series looks like it could go seven. And if Dallas ends up winning, again, Jalen Brunson has been a dog, so I'm not going to disrespect the dog right now. Um, hopefully, he's a Nick next season. Let's see. Let, let's see what this does for his free agent price. Yeah, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban I, doesn't like to spend a lot of money on players. So um, the Knicks are not going to get him because uh, they don't like to pounce on good opportunities, and they have five hundred thousand point guards right now. Daniel, if you haven't noticed. You know what they say about having so many point guards? Yeah, five point guards. That means you're not a point guard. Yeah, I agree because with that you, too. Yeah, because if you, it's like it's like the quarterback saying, if you've got three quarterbacks, you don't even have one. Yeah, and the Knicks have no point guards. I know. So we need one. Kem, get Kemba the fuck out of there. So get keep keep fuck, signing them. Get Kemba the fuck out of there. I love Derek Rose. You can come be an assistant coach, but your career is done. You can't play. Alex Burks, I'm o- Alec Burks, you're, you've made fair contributions to the squad. That's my guy. I'm over you. I'm over you. I'm over you and your your solid black shoes that don't match your uniform ever. Anyway. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. We already talked about Shohei Otani a little bit, but I'm just going to give you the price. He's at 10.54 right now. I'm up 12% or, no, 11.2% on that Shohei Otani right now. Dude, right. his projection and his projections are crazy too. Like most baseball players, like when they're only like most like even the big stars, like their projections are like three or four points each. And like the other day, like the other day against um, oh on four twenty against Houston, his projection fantasy point projection was four. He got forty four because I guess he pitched and played that day. Um. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm going to just take my time to, to make that a little segue there. But, yeah, Dan um, is speaking about the crown jewel of my portfolio right now. I will definitely come out and say first and foremost, uh, Big Show, uh, a.k.a. Otani son, a.k.a. Shohei Otani. That dude, face of the last MLB game type shit. Not a surprise that he is uh, killing it this season. Came out last year, did his thing. I've been saying his name before he was even a uh, stock last season. You know what I'm saying? So now that he's on, finally, I'm very happy to be a, an owner in some Shohei Otani. But like you were saying, Daniel, him pitching and catching. And I will also say, if you guys listening haven't noticed. He's catching? Or you mean or you mean like batting? And pitching and hitting. If those of you listening, if you haven't noticed, um, there is obviously an adjustment to the baseball uh, yes. fantasy projections and outputs and everything, and it's better now. But um, yeah, you want a guy. The only thing that's hurting him is the strikeouts. 
because he has a lot of those. It's like 45% yeah. right now, which is bad. But other than that, everything is all systems go, Daniel. We are this one is going to the moon. Let's go. All a bad bitch need us up. So yeah, that's uh Shohei Otani doing his fucking thing. Um, the other guy I have right now in baseball is Bobby Witt Jr., who started out of the gate super dumb, crazy hot, and is just kind of struggling ever since. But I think honestly, he might be the Gerald Green of the MLB. You heard it here first. I think you mean I think you mean Jalen Green. Jalen Green, Gerald Green. Yeah, G- Gerald Green was a different guard for the Rockets. He was yes. the one who only had, he only had nine fingers. Remember. Same skill, same uh, skin tone and skill set. So I apologize. <laughs> Damn it. Uh-huh. But um, no, yeah. The <laughs> two baseball guys making money. Like I said last time we recorded, uh, big big Himeev making that money. You know, Makahev making that money. But I mean, for next, uh, because of the way the playoffs are shaping up, and I don't know if we're going to talk about it or if we're going to, I mean, obviously we'll touch on it because that's what's going on. I'm definitely looking at some Steph right now because he's coming off the bench. He's had, I think, two bad games this series because he did shitty one of the first games. He hasn't been starting, so less minutes. Um, you well, know. it also it also helps that when you're coming back from when you're coming back from injury, they can put you on the bench. When Jordan Poole is doing what Jordan Poole is doing, it makes it very easy to say, "All right, Steph, you can you can get your twenty minutes from the bench." We our point guard's doing just fine. Oh, of course, but I'm I'm talking about you know that prediction strike uh, opportunity that we have here. Oh yeah, no, of so course. I'm definitely looking at some of that, especially when they finally stop fucking around and beat the Nuggets so they can advance to the next round. But yes, Jordan Poole, obviously a, a bandit. He, ironically, with the last name Poole, has been knighted into the Splash Brothers. Yeah, Splash Triplets now. The Splash Triplets. Those boys are doing their thing. I have, because I just got YouTube TV, if anyone cares to listen to the podcast, um, I have the game. <laughs> I had the game going picture in picture. So it's like in my way. I'm trying to like look up these players' uh, names and prices. Yeah. But some Jordan Poole. By the way, dope iPhone feature. The picture in picture when you're watching a video. I actually think it's really super helpful. Oh, it's wet. Uh, some Jordan Poole. That'll run you $1.82. Uh, last projection was 31.2 points. And I mean, hey, if you keep starting, especially for this closeout game, if you keep starting and into, if he starts the next series especially, I'm going to buy some, but I will 100% be buying Steph Curry for this next series. That is the thing. Dude, I, I literally just bought like 30 shares of Jordan Poole while we were just talking about Jordan Poole. Um, it's, either, well, it's him or Steph. Here's a, well, here's the plus side too. So if he starts, you know he's going to get the production where he can do what he did like in game two and drop 51 fantasy points off of 29, eight, and five. So like if he's starting, he can do that, right? If he goes back to the bench, his projections are going to get lower. So, which means I think that will actually be more to the benefit to keeping Jordan Poole because he could still have a random 25 point game off the bench, but his projections will be in the mid twenties as opposed to the low thirties. Facts. And I mean, like I said, Daniel, I don't know who is playing who next, but I mean, if you have a warriors oh, let me Mavericks, get you. give me warriors Mavericks and I, I will give you a Brinks truck. Because that's how much money we'll make from the splash triplets against a team like the Mavericks. 
The NBA is back and so is Prediction Strike, the world's first fantasy sports stock market. With Prediction Strike, users can buy and sell shares of pro athletes as if they were stocks. Now, if a player beats their fantasy point projection for the game, their share price goes up. And if they miss it, their price goes down. It's really that simple, people. Now, you already know sports better than anybody else, right? It's time to invest in what you know. Go to PredictionStrike.com right now and sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY for $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more and start earning today. They're better on defenses to you, the Mavs, because they have Jason Kidd as a uh, assistant coach or whatever, but I'm not afraid of them, not one bit, on defense. So, yeah, so the Warriors are going to end up playing – I mean, if they do end up closing out the series, which we all assume that they would um, at this point, up 3-1 against Denver, they're going to be actually playing the winner of the Memphis-Minnesota series. Oh, my. Which that series has been fucking crazy. It doesn't matter, Daniel. There's going to be no defense being played. Watch out for the Warriors in the next like, two <laughs> weeks, bro. Oh, my fucking Dude, goodness. Can you imagine John Morant and Desmond Bain? Like, just, okay, ready? Just the amount of three-pointers that are going to be shot between John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, fucking um, Steph Curry, those people with Dylan Brooks, certified bucket getter Dylan Brooks. Boy, I'm making room right now. I'm getting that money when that series starts. And we don't know if it's not going to be the the Timberwolves. Don't mess around, Daniel. Anthony Edwards, another certified bucket. Yo, AKA Anthony Antonio Edwards. Edwards. Yo, ready? Anthony Edwards is like a baby Jimmy Butler. Uh, Antonio he's Edwards be, plays no defense. Right, but he's still young. He can he can get that dip, like Jimmy Butler wasn't like a defensive clamp when he was like killing it with the Bulls. He was just like shooting like yes, crazy. he was. No, he wasn't. Okay, but like I don't know. I'm getting similar Jimmy Butler vibes from Anthony Edwards, but just in a way of like he's not like a wild three point shooter, but he still just gets buckets and hits clutch shots, like just does all of the shit. But you're right, Anthony Edwards doesn't really have the defensive part of it yet. Dude, Carl Anthony Towns is is he's getting into soft territory. No, he's been getting better. Since the uh, Timberwolves traded for uh, Pat Bev, they've been getting a little bit more feisty. But he uh, didn't. Give, but least. he gave them here. I'm, let me pull up his share price so I can give you some of his numbers. Like Carl Anthony Towns. Like yeah, Cat's last two games have been, or last game, his last game at least has been hoey. I know that they're they're giving him. He's given him nothing. Yeah, who's he up against? Um, he's not uh, Stephen Adams. Yeah, like, Stephen Adams. Yeah. I mean, he's. Pirate ship. He's a big boy. I mean, like, so here's the thing. Like, he he's a little streaky. So, like, okay, ready? So, like, game one, 29 and 13. Hell yeah, that's awesome. They won game one, right? Then John Moran comes back, 15 and 11, only 28 fantasy points, Ugh. right? Game game three, they blow a 26-point lead, eight points, five rebounds from Carl Ugh. Anthony Towns. You know, yeah, re- remember this shit, right? Now, game four kind of bounced back 30. 33 and 14 to tie the series back up but like okay so i was wrong bro you can't even be doing that you can't be doing that the whole time um yeah fucking phoenix lost too (laughs) well they're without book um i'm high key avoiding phoenix right now for the time being i think they still should be able to beat uh who they playing the jazz 
No, they're playing the Pelicans. Ew, they should be able to beat the fucking Pelicans, and they're not doing that. So they're looking real bad. Chris Paul always – Chris Paul is a known playoff fraud, I think unfortunately. I, I think he's cursed. I think that every team that fields Chris Paul is doomed to just not win a title. He's just a known playoff fraud. Like, he's like – he's like the Tennessee Titans – He's like <laughs> he's, he's the like Minnesota Twins. Always get, always yeah. get knocked out in the first round by the Yankees. Yeah, he's a constantly first round exit man. You know, he's what James Harden is trying to shake off. Which, ironically, they're on the same team, which was crazy. Even though James Harden just oh, well, actually, he's well. It all it started when they were on the same team, right? It was those Houston teams, right? Because Chris Paul would always have. I mean, Chris Paul had his own first round exit trauma between the Hornets and um, Warriors and, and then the war, no Warriors. What are you talking I about? mean, playing against them. Um, sorry. Right. Uh, well, and well, I was even going to go further to say, when he was with the Clippers, right. That was their whole MO. And, and doc does this all the time too. Look at this doc may not even make it out of the first round right now. Yeah. He's Look, fucking around. Sixers. Yeah. James Harden's over there. Right. So you, so th- that whole conglomerate is kind of doing the same shit, but um. But then it, and then it manifested into Houston, and now he's even taking it to Phoenix. I mean, it they didn't make the play, he didn't make the playoffs with them when he was with uh, Oklahoma City. That was just a random trade year, but um, nonetheless, um, that was a bubble season anyway. Nobody counts those. Um, yeah, but East, we'll see, man. East Coast side of the ball is like almost decided, though, right? So I mean, Boston just swept, right? Um, Milwaukee's up 3-1 and other than that one random game that they lost they've looked pretty dominant um, Trey Young cannot do absolutely anything against the Miami Heat defense it is like kind of it's a kind of hilarious to me as a Nick fan who had his heart broken by Trey Young how bad Trey Young has been against the Heat this series he's had a, he's had two good games um I'm actually surprised at how little the Heat have been able to do against Miami because I thought it was good. I thought these games were going to be high scoring because the Hawks play zero defense and their offense is pretty high powered like No, they, yeah, but the Miami Heat defense is like other than the Boston Celtics like the best defense in the league. They they've got like Bam Adebayo. I told you we, we talked about this in private last time. I know. I think the fact just... that Bam Adebayo wasn't even in the top 3 for defensive player of the year is complete bullshit because that guy guards one through five better than anybody I've ever seen, at least this season, when he's on the court healthy. And Marcus Smart is a fraud. But that's a whole I always, I always pictured that having lethal shooting and a big who's like not, like a big who's like actually a big, like Capella, I thought they'd be able to like pick one or the other. You know what I'm saying? But not like both. if they shut down Trey, we hit Capella. But like neither seems to be like uh, well producing. Well, Capella, so it's crazy. well, Capella did miss games two and three with an injury. He came back for game four, but it didn't didn't really pan out. And that was part of the thing is that like when you took Capella away from that offense, right? Trey Young. The reason why Trey Young is so deadly is because he can shoot from anywhere on the court. He's fast as fuck, and he can always get himself open. But if he can't get himself a shot. He's so good at penetrating to the basket that he's either blowing past you for a layup or just lobbing it to Capella for an easy alley-oop or John Collins. Right. John Collins is healthy. 
You didn't have John Collins until game three. You didn't have Capella until game four. Trey's out there by himself with freaking Bogdan Bogdanovich, who, by the way, also a certified bucket getter, but not consistent, especially on the road against one of the best defenses in the league. The Miami Heat legitimately have, like, they can switch off, like, when, like, they, between Jimmy Bucket, I mean, Duncan Robinson's a little bit of a liability, but between Jimmy Butler, um, Bam Adebayo, PJ Tucker, right? They just have like a front line that can just switch on anybody and guard anybody face up. It doesn't matter. That's fair. That's and Kyle fair, Lowry, yeah. same thing. I mean, Kyle Lowry missed game, misses, is going to miss game five again, but those first three games, Kyle Lowry is also like known as one of the best defensive point guards in the last like 10 years. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I guess talent-wise, they have more talent. I just, I don't know. I really thought the Heat, uh, the Hawks would be actually be able to do a little bit something. But um, so you're saying the next round is going to be what uh, Heat uh, Bucks? Yeah. So, um, but just to close a couple of loops here, Trey Young six dollars and four cents a share. He's down eighteen percent over the last yuck over the last week. Um, just kind of getting into what I was saying before, but um, yeah. Miami is actually going to get the winner of this Philadelphia Toronto series. And they want Ooh. that. Yeah. That's a good series. Low I scoring think if series. If, possibly. If I'm well, here's the, the shitty part is it's going to be not a great series to watch because if it's Toronto, then Toronto's just going to get clamps just the same way that Atlanta did. If it's Philadelphia, if it's Philadelphia, we're just going to be shooting free throws all day. Also, definitely facts. A lot of free throws. Bam and Joel and Beat are going to foul out every single game. <laughs> and Butler and uh, Harden. Well, Butler might at that point. Butler might get fucking ejected because I don't. I think I, I can't imagine a court where Jimmy Butler and Joel and Bead are talking to each other on the court and somebody doesn't get punched in the mouth. No, definitely going to be uh definitely going to be some man shit going on. Man, shit. Uh, Jimmy you know Butler, by the way, while we're here, just doing our thing, prediction strike wise, Jimmy Butler, 637 a share. He's gone up 30% in the last week. Um, Damn, dude boy. has Guy has been buckets. 45 points in game two, 36 in game four. Um, double digit rebounds in his last two games, too, by the way. 64 fantasy points in game four for Jimmy Buckets. Damn. Um, and then we already talked about Joel Embiid in my portfolio. That would bring us to the next matchup, which Boston is now going to get the winner of Milwaukee and Chicago, which we're kind of all assuming is Milwaukee because um, Chicago hasn't beaten a good team all year. Uh, yeah, they're done, so. Um, that's actually going to be interesting, though, because that is that's going to be a very low-scoring series. Yeah, they're kind of killing me with, like, the low-scoring series. I understand uh, Miami and Atlanta being low-scoring, but even with the Bucks and the fucking uh, Bulls, like, I'm trying to see more baskets. We got Caruso back. Obviously, Giannis going crazy. Giannis is someone... Look at, mean... but look at the... But look at the... So, when you look at the way that the Boston Celtics play... It's defense first, and then we've got two guys in Tatum and Brown who can just who can just score on anybody, right? So their sure. goal is I'm gonna fucking hold you down as much as possible, 
And then occasionally when we need to score, I got a fucking dog because Jason Tatum is looking like Kevin Durant circa 2012 right now. Um, but then you take the Bucks, who's their thing is kind of the same. Their whole strategy is, okay, I got Drew Holiday, when healthy Chris Middleton, and Giannis, who when all three of them stretch their arms out, they cover the entire length of the court, so you can't get past them. And then, oh, by the way, we have a These are my freak bigs. of nature. We have an absolute freak of nature playing offense for us in the Greek freak. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, no, that's that definitely explains why these are low-scoring games. But, I mean, I just need somebody to break, you know, really break through that mold. And I think out of all the guys who said it might be Jason Tatum. Um, if you don't mind looking up his numbers – if his projection is not too crazy out of here, he might be the guy for next series. Jason Tatum. Probably like 10. 11-29. He's, okay. He actually went down this past game uh, that just finished, 29-5-3. and three, um, Only 34 fantasy points, but like... Only. But, well, but his projection is 47. So, but he Oof. was in the first three games of the series, 48, 40, and 60. So, I mean, dude had dude had two 30-point games in this series and one 29-point game. So essentially three 30-point games out of four out of a four-game sweep. Okay. I mean, I don't know. He's definitely due for one of those like show out like 50 type point games. But we'll see, man. Like aside but if from, he's guarded by Giannis, what do you think true. is more like? What do you think is more likely? Do you think it's more likely that Tatum and Giannis just go basket for basket and both drop fifty points at a time, or they both just freaking lock each other up and neither of them produce? Because uh, Jason because Jason Tatum just made Kevin Durant irrelevant for four games. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with the first one then. Um, the, they both just can't stop each other. Because if Jason Tatum can prove he can score on KD willingly, like he has all four games, he's low-key been cooking KD. Um, I think if he can score on KD, I think he can score on Giannis. But aside from but if Steph, he can, but if he if he can lock down KD, do you think he can lock down Giannis, or do yeah. you think the or do you think the defense on KD thing was more of the Nets just clearly being fucking out of it after game two? I think the Celtics are smart on defense. I think it's a combination of Garrett Williams, Daniel Tice, and Marcus Smart. Um, Time Lord, but Time Lord came back last game too. He did. He's not my favorite offensive guy, but he you can see his usefulness on offense. Uh, I mean, on defense from the jump when he's on the court. So I think it's Garrett Williams, Tice, and Marcus Smart just doing whatever they can to stop Giannis the entire time. And then just, yeah, just hoping they can do enough on the other side of the ball. Hell yeah. And Chris Middleton is a big deal, obviously. Him yeah, that's going to be a big deal. What's his going to be a big line? deal. I didn't know he was cooked, honestly. He, he literally got hurt, like, during the last game. Huh. I, I literally almost typed in Chris Carr Middleton because we make that joke. I mean, that is his name. Chris Middleton sprained, sprained or torn, sprained his MCL, 
Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so He's I'm trying it. to look. I know, but I'm not, yeah, they're, they're, I wouldn't expect to see him back for the, for the remainder of this series at the very least. So we'll see what happens. All right. Um, should we talk about some rookies? Yes, man. It is, uh, it is that time. NFL season, it goes away, but it comes back very quickly because obviously you have OTAs or just like the end of the, whatever workouts they call it at this time of the year. Then you have the fucking the combine and then it's time. It's time to draft. And then it's time to look at your team until they get on the field, and start practicing for the preseason. And that is also right around the corner, Daniel. And I am dumb, crazy excited. Hell yeah. So we were doing this thing a little bit in the teaser show, but um, pull up your little screenshot over there of the, Oh boy. Of the top 10 mock draft. It's, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to make you do the voice again, but um, just looking, is, just looking at the top 10 picks right now, obviously um, I'm eventually going to get Saul hook back on the show to talk to us about these rookies. Cause you know, that he is like a, he, all he does is watch film. So he knows these guys very, very well, but, I'm, but I want to see where they end up first because obviously the team and the situation that they get drafted to is going to really influence their IPO when they come out. Um, but we were talking a little bit off air, this top 10 picks. Yeah. It's basically a collection of defensive ends and wide receivers. So your jets got two of the picks in the first round. And according to Mel Kuyper's like seventh mock draft, um, they're taking a D end and a wide Damn. receiver. Um, so yeah, uh, like Dan said, this draft is heavier on things like edge players, um, but that seems to be that seems to be the way the NFL is just moving right now because the game is so spread like the old college system used to be that it's like you need to get a quarterback obviously but if you have a quarterback the other thing you need is somebody for the quarterback to throw the ball to and now after seeing what Christian Kirk can get on an open market now you're seeing Damn. how wide receivers have seen their value go up where Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are like oh yo Christian Kirk can get that money Fuck you, team that I've had a ton of success with. I want to go somewhere else and get the bag, right? So you've got that situation going on. So on defense, what are the only two ways to stop that? Lock up the wide receiver and try to sack the quarterback. So you're just going to see those – you're just going to see a lot of emphasis on those four corners of the offense and the defense. No, that's that's very true. That's very true. And when you play it that way, it's like low-key a crapshoot, obviously, because it's the draft. But it's also the way teams do this affordably. On the opposite end, you have teams like the Rams, you know, placing big money on getting the Von Millers and getting the fucking. Uh, they got Bobby Aaron Wagner Donalds. now. Yeah, they got Bobby Wagner. Dude, can you, can you imagine, dude, that that freaking back line? If I'm the quarterback on the other side of the ball and I look up and I see Bobby Wagner, freaking Aaron Donald, and Von Miller, I'm pissing myself. <laughs> they have all no pro. The Rams have all pro uh, players that have gotten all pro uh, nominations or even uh, you know all pro allocations. They've been awarded the all pro whatever on every level. Obviously, they have Jalen Ramsey in the back end. Now you have Bobby Wagner, and you have Von Miller, and you have Aaron Donald. I th- think. 
no, it was Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's the only player that's got all pro in the same season at two positions, but Von Miller could have done that as well. That's how good he is. Don't forget that on top of Aaron Donald, obviously. But um, yeah, with the draft this season, I guess um, out of the top 10, the two or three offensive players that are on, who is this, McShay or Mel Kuyper? This is McShay. No, McShay's, not Kuyper, Kuyper, Kuyper. I did that before too. Mel Kuyper's been smoking crack this year. <laughs> I just want to say that because they gave Malik Willis. <laughs> Malik Willis is the Panthers would never do this because they would never do this to their franchise again. Obviously, they picked Cam Newton, um, a perennial talent, has a statue of himself at Auburn University, has played there one season. But Malik Willis, he's a mobile quarterback. Uh, he he's not that he's a runner. He's definitely not a runner, but he can run. But the Panthers wouldn't pick someone like this. But there are teams that I definitely think should take a look at him, like the Giants, like the Steelers. I think that would be good for like something like that. So who um, do you so what do you think the Panthers need more than? Because they've already they clearly need a quarterback because I hate to break it to you, Jet my Jets guy. Sam Darnold not the answer they made that very clear cam newton is washed that was a nice story for two weeks when he came back but that did not pan out um and the Panth- he they're they're even linking him to baker mayfield despite the fact that robbie anderson was incredibly vocal about not wanting that did you see that shit of course of course i saw that um robbie anderson always a real one former jet the panthers put out some kind of post talking about being linked to trying to acquire Baker Mayfield, Robbie Anderson put on Instagram under that in the comments, all caps. No. no. <laughs> so shout and then out I Robbie saw, Anderson. No but, then I, no, but then I saw something later on that um, I guess somebody screenshotted that and quote tweeted it and said, I guess Robbie Anderson doesn't want Baker Mayfield to be his quarterback. And he retweeted that person and was like, correct. Yeah, he I mean, doubled down. Pretty, pretty straightforward here from uh, Robbie, but um, maybe since they have such a high pick, I don't know if they want to take a risk on like a Dave Corral. But like we said before, it's not really a quarterback draft, and I think the Panthers fucked up in not getting an elite quarterback in free agency because they have some stuff on the outside going for them. They have fucking DJ Moore, who they just gave the and bag Christian, to. They have DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. Fucking um, what's it uh, tight end over there, bro? Out of Illinois, that yo, that boy, nice. But um, the Panthers hopefully will draft a quarterback. But I don't think Malik Willis is my number one ranked quarterback in the draft, anyways. But like we kind of talked about for a little bit on the the teaser show, for the Falcons we have Garrett Wilson, and I just want to say I want Garrett Wilson on the Jets because I've seen that boy play, and that boy is nice. <laughs> I, I do feel like there's a lot of bias here though literally his last name is wilson you did this with yes. Zach wilson too right uh-huh. he's from ohio state your favorite college uh-huh. right there's a lot of bias here that says that you would want garrett wilson over anybody else but the jet like apparently drake london's not doing it for you huh not that he's not doing it but there's a lot of like you said the things that match up like that it's not a bad thing i think it's only a good thing you have wilson Bro, going I- to wilson Bro, I can't, have, I can't wait to I can't wait to see Elijah Moore play football again. Me either, man. He's that dude. He's that dude. 
I, I hope that he can one day become our number one guy at that size playing. If he's good enough to be a number one receiver, then he will be amazing. But I mean him, if the Jets are really planning on drafting receiver, which everyone thinks we are, I think another receiver, um, Elijah Moore, we still have uh, Chris Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. I always call I him saw Chris your, Davis. I saw, your, I saw your eyes dart, and I saw what you were doing there. Yeah, Chris Davis is a baseball player. I always do that. Um, Crush Davis. Yes, exactly. Whoa, whoa. We did lose Jamison Crowder, but I think, I don't know. I like I like. You never had Jamison Crowder because he never played. He was always hurt. Yeah, he got COVID like four times last season. But um, I like what the Jets are doing receiver-wise. Hey! I hope you add another one for real. But um, like Dan said, Drake London, listen, the name is fire. Like people like Drake, people like London. Me the London. Homeboy went to USC. There's nothing really to complain about here about. But I just hope we get Garrett Wilson. That's really it. Did you see? Um, so I'm looking at the same draft though. There's one pick on here that really catches my eye. What? Dude. Number two pick. Lions got the sauce. That would be <laughs> for those Honestly, of you who are not following along with this, which why would you be? The Detroit Lions, according to Mel Kiper Jr., are drafting quarterback out of Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner, who might be the best name in college football by far. Yo, that boy is also nice, but I do see a lot of Sauce Gardner going to the Jets, and I would be more than pleased with them walking away with Sauce and Garrett. So you're telling the me Lions, that... I don't think the Lions are smart enough to draft uh, Gardner. So you're telling me that the Lions are only going to get the juice. They ain't getting the sauce. Yes, the Lions, but they need a defensive end, so they need the juice. They don't really need the sauce. They don't need, they don't need players that have the sauce. They need players that have the juice because they're a young team. They're big rebuild. They need big rah-rah guys. Yeah, they need a quarterback, so it's not really time to invest in the sauce. You know, it's time to get the juice. You know what I'm saying? That's good.